Hey, I'm Andy, and in this episode, we're going to be discussing what really matters. And before you get too excited, we're not talking about the Popeye versus Chick-fil-A sandwich debacle. But if we were, how is it not an easy Chick-fil-A answer? I mean, come on, people. Popeye's is good. But is it really that good? Well, hey, welcome to this episode of my podcast. I'm Andy, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We're in week two of our series where we're just talking about having a godly perspective in our life. And uh, today, we're going to continue to look at the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to read verses two and three. And so I'm really pumped actually about this particular conversation because I think it's super timely in the days that we're living in. But before we jump into the passage, I want to ask you a question. What really matters in your life? What matters more than anything? What is the most important thing? Is it how much money you've got in the bank? Is it the relationships with uh, maybe the people around you? Is it where you believe that you're going in your career? Is it whether or not your favorite TV show drops an episode this week? Like, What is the thing that really matters in your life? When we ask this question, I think that it's definitely one of those things that when you say it, it unboxes a lot about a person. I actually really enjoy getting to know people because when you spend time with people, they inadvertently tell you what matters to them. There's an episode of The Office that I love, and if you if you don't personally know me, I'm an office fanatic, and there's an episode where Jim comes back to work at Dunder Mifflin Scranton, and if you don't know who these people are, I don't know where the crap you've been the last decade, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Jim comes back, and he's in the office catching up with everybody, and he goes to talk to one particular coworker. Oh, man, what is her name on the show? What is her name? Oh, I'm going to have to open up IMDb. Hang on just a second. Kelly. Her name is Kelly. So Kelly comes into the scene, and she's talking to Jim, and they're having this, this catch-up session, right? And Kelly begins to tell Jim about all of the like pop culture stuff that's going on. Brad and Angela have adopted a baby. Somebody else has adopted a baby, and they're all so cute. And Jim looks at her, and he says, well, what's up with you? And Kelly says, well, I just, I just, I just told you, I just told you what was up with me. Why did, why was she giving all of this information about these pop culture people uh, when he was asking how she was? Well, because he, she was communicating what was important to her. She was communicating what was really at the forefront of her life. And I, I think a lot of us really make the mistake and we, we do it unintentionally. We do it very accidentally but we allow things to be more important than they ought be in our life. We allow things to be way more uh, important. We allow things to get our blood pressure up. We allow things to stress us out, cause us worry. Why? Because we haven't really stepped back, really looked at the bigger picture of our life and said, man, I don't know if this is big enough to worry about. I don't know if this is big enough to worry about. I know that I've done that before. I've had things that like caused me just to sweat and worry and and really be concerned. And a month later, I can remember sitting back going, yeah, that was dumb. I can't believe I allowed myself to get that worked up. 
Well, in Hebrews chapter 13, where we've been reading, we're reading this this passage of scripture, really the entire chapter, where it deals with a lot of uh, perspective that God desires for us to have. And we're going to read chapter 13, verses 2 and 3 today, and begin the conversation of what really matters. Let's check this out together. Hebrews 13, 1 through 3. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since they are in the body. In these three verses that we just read, we see the author of Hebrews calling us to an action, calling us to treat people people of very differing relationships. He talks about people who we would be uh, connected to relationally. He talks about strangers. And then he also talks about prisoners, which we'll get to all three of those in a moment. But I want to call the attention to what he's doing, what he or she is doing in this scripture. The author is calling us to be people who choose to focus on that which is eternal. In the last episode, we talked about the truth that The world that we live in is temporary, and having a godly perspective requires us to choose to see our world, the house that we live in, the cars that we drive, uh, the clothes on our backs, all of those things as temporary. They're tools for what is eternal. The things that are in our life that are temporary are simply tools to make an impact on what is eternal. Now, what is is eternal. I think this is a big question because there's a lot of conversation about this. I remember when I was a kid, there was a movie that came out that if I remember right, I wasn't allowed to watch. I can't actually remember if I, if I ever saw it, if I did, it was early enough that I didn't remember watching it. But it was a movie called All Dogs Go to Heaven. And from the, like the little random clips that I've seen, there's like angel dogs and demon dogs. And there's all of this discussion around um, where the dogs go for eternity. Well, the truth is they don't go anywhere. Because they're dogs. So I'm just, I hate to burst your bubble. Like, if you're watching this and you expect to spend eternity with little foo foo or little cuddles, you are sadly mistaken. The only thing that is eternal is people. People are eternal. And we have to choose to navigate and think through and focus our life that way. One of the things that I think are the most broken in the culture that we live in is that we put way more focus on what is temporary than what is eternal. What do I mean by that? We choose to care and put more concern about things that aren't going to last, that aren't going to live forever, that have a short lifespan than we do people who are going to live eternally. And we see this all throughout our culture. Look, I know not one, not two, but three different uh, scenarios where people have had Uh, custody agreements over pets, yet if somebody disagrees with them on a political issue, a religious issue, or, or anything that is considered like a sensitive topic, they'll write them off and treat them like dogs. Well, I guess if you're treating them like dogs and you care for your dog, that's a different statement. But you know what I'm saying? They don't treat them well. They treat them as less than human. They treat them as less than because they think differently. We are called to treat those people just how God sees them, as people who matter, people worth giving uh, Jesus life for, people who are worth loving, people who are worth caring for. And it has to start with us changing the way that we think and really beginning to focus on that which is eternal. 
and that which is eternal are people. So in these three verses, we're given three different people to care for, three different people to be concerned about, three different people to stand up for. And so I want to look at them one at a time through these three verses. Let's check this out. Verse one, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. This is a super sweet, short, to the point verse. Let brotherly love continue. Don't give up on the relationships that you have. Be intentional with the relationships that God has brought in your life. Let brotherly love continue. You know, there are people as I've gotten older, as I've, um, you know, moved on. I, I used to live in the Southeast. It's where I grew up. I live literally on the opposite end of the country. Now I live in the Pacific Northwest. And it's, it's work to keep up with relationships. I actually just spent about 40 minutes on the phone with a guy who, um, was a, a really good friend. He's a, he's a pastor in Huntsville, Alabama, and I got to catch up with him a little bit, but it's, it's work to keep those relationships up because I can't jump in a car and drive and see them. And by the way, we're on a different time zone. I'm, I'm two hours behind those people, three hours behind people on Eastern time. And it's hard to keep up with people on the opposite end of the country. Some of my closest friends live on the opposite end of the U S and it's tough to maintain those relationships, but the scripture's telling us, let brotherly love continue. Don't allow that that love that you have for those people, even when it's difficult to keep up with them, to dissipate. We need friends. We need people who we are in relationship, that we invest in them and they invest in us um, and, and really have that desire to know God deeper together. You know, there are several people in my life that when I get the opportunity to pick up the phone, it's always worth it. And there's always value that comes out of it because they love Jesus I love Jesus, and as we talk, we we help each other grow. We we encourage each other in the faith, and there's something super powerful about that. We actually talked several episodes ago about um, this idea of relationships um, that are mutually whole, and I think that this passage is talking about relationships that are mutually whole, relationships where we grow together in Christ, and we need those those relationships. And when the scripture says here let brotherly love continue. Um, you, you can tell in the passage that it's focusing on those types of relationships where brotherly love exists. The second type of relationship that it deals with is in verse two. Let's look at it together. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers as some have entertained angels unawares. So this is pretty easy, right? We just, we're swinging a pendulum, right? On the one hand, we have love people with brotherly love. On the other hand, we're saying show hospitality to strangers. Show hospitality to those people in your life that you don't have a relationship with. This is a big deal. This is a super big deal that we care for those that we don't know. And we show um, that they matter in our life. And they show that we show them that they're worthy of love and worthy of grace and worthy of our attention. You know, I think when we look at this word stranger, that we can look at it a couple of different ways that is kind of applicable about the times that we live in. And the first one is this. It's the obvious one. 
the stranger, the person that you pass in the supermarket or the person that maybe you uh, see at work, but you don't really know that person that well. Or maybe it's people you go to church with that they sit on the opposite end of the room and you don't really have the opportunity to go talk with them on a regular basis, but seeking them out and caring and showing them that they matter. Having a, a desire for them to see um, that they're on your radar. Maybe it's even, maybe it's it's talking to them, but maybe it's doing something as easy as praying for them and, and really supporting them in that way. The other type of stranger I want to talk about for a second is people who are strange to us. People who are strange to us, those people who think differently than us, those people who live a different life than, than we do. And here's, here's what I want to say. We often don't have an issue loving people who are strangers, but not strange to us in their thinking, not strange to us in their mentality. Look, I don't have a relationship with Dave Ramsey. I'm a stranger to him. If he saw me on the street, it would mean nothing because we do not know each other. But his ideas are not strange to me. His philosophies are not strange to me. And it would probably be pretty easy for me to have some type of a conversation with him. But for many of us, we struggle not when someone is a stranger, but when someone thinks strangely to us. And this is where a lot of us struggle. We need to be people who can love and care. And as scripture tells us, show hospitality to those who are strangers, to those who think strangely. And when we disagree, when we know that they live a very different life than we do, still be people who show them hospitality. Now, what does it mean to have hospitality towards strangers? You know, I, I believe that this, this word hospitality, we, we kind of throw it around because there's careers that you can take that are in hospitality. There are degrees that you can get. But this idea of anticipating someone's need and not only anticipating someone's need, but caring enough uh, to meet those needs is important. I have a friend that says this, that Jesus' greatest gift wasn't when he turned water into wine. It wasn't when he healed people. It wasn't when he raised somebody from the dead. No, Jesus' greatest gift was hospitality because he had this ability to anticipate people's needs and care for them in a way that was unique. And I believe God's called us to be those people, to show hospitality to strangers. So we're to be people who continue to love people with brotherly love. We're to be people who care and show hospitality to strangers. And then the last one that we see in scripture in verse three is that we're to care for those who are prisoners. Let's look at this passage together. Verse three, remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you also are in one body. Well, this passage may begin to start feeling a little random to you, right? Love people that you know with brotherly love, show hospitality to strangers. And by the way, don't forget all those people in prison, right? Like that may seem a little just left field, but it's really not because what we see the author doing is talking about those who are eternal in different ways that we might would classify people and really saying these people are all eternal. They all matter. And he's talked about those who were close to us. He was talking about people we didn't know. And now he's talking about, he or she is talking about those who are being marginalized by society. 
When you went to prison in this particular time period, it was a death sentence, whether it was literally a death sentence or not. What do I mean? Well, when people went to prison, they were beaten within an inch of their life. They were starved. They were malnourished at the very least when they came out. And when they came out of jail after this horrific experience, they were not likely to find an opportunity to work again. Why? Because they went to prison. It's not unlike the battle that some people go through when they come out of a state correctional facility now, that it's a tough uh, a tough season to find work again. Only this, this time, there wasn't a tax credit for people who did that. It was considered a high risk to hire somebody who'd committed a crime. And so the author of Hebrews is saying, listen, care for those who have been in prison because at the time they were like as low on the totem pole of importance to the culture as you could get. And the author of Hebrews is saying, don't think about these people the way the world thinks about these people, because whether they're marginalized or not, they're still God's creation. They still matter to God. And then he even goes on to say, remember those people who've been mistreated. Don't forget them. Prisoners have been horribly marginalized, but it doesn't just have to be people who are marginalized in that way. It also is anybody who's mistreated. And we see this, this constant idea in these three verses that that which is eternal, those who are eternal matter to God. So how do we show that people matter to us the same way that they matter to God? I want to give you a couple of quick thoughts, two or three thoughts on that real fast, and then we'll be done with this episode. Number one is that we need to care for people past their opinions. We need to care for people past their opinions. We live in a world right now that doesn't do that well, that we want people to be accepted by us only if they agree with us. And the truth is that Jesus spent a lot, if not most of his time with people who thought differently than he did. And he loved those people and was intentional with those people. And we have to choose to love and be intentional with those same people. It doesn't mean that we choose to affirm things that they're doing that aren't right, that aren't moral, that aren't biblical. But it does mean that we love them beyond our disagreement or our conflicts even. Second thing is this, is that we need to learn to be intentional about reaching out to those who we're not connected to. When's the last time you were intentional about showing care to somebody who's not in your general realm of influence? When's the last time you bought somebody coffee that you weren't trying to talk them into something first? When's the last time you just picked up somebody's check in a restaurant uh, just, just to show care for somebody, just to do something basic to show that they mattered to somebody even if they didn't realize it? I can tell you that as a pastor, I've heard stories year in after year out about people whose lives were significantly changed because of scenarios just like I just said. It seems dumb. It seems it seems goofy. And you may go, well, that's not that big of a deal. But it does make a big difference in people's lives. And we need to be willing to make that reach out to those people. Then the last thing that we can do is this, that we can care for those people who have been abused, those people who have been mistreated, those people who have been marginalized. You know, oftentimes we want to care for these people up until a convenience. But when people have been wounded, when people have baggage, when people um, have stories that are painful and wounds from those, from those experiences, they're going to come to you 
as less than perfect. And oftentimes when we begin to interact with them, we we go, oh, this is more than I thought it was going to be. This is more than I thought I was committing to. But God's called us to be people who choose to commit to loving those people, even in their dysfunction. Because our love and our grace in their lives will bring healing, unlike we may even realize that we have the capacity to bring to somebody. So let's be those people. Let's let's focus on what is eternal. Let's focus on what really matters and make an impact in the lives of those who are around us because people are eternal. All dogs probably not going to heaven, but people are eternal. Well, thank you so much for watching this podcast today. If you like this content, subscribe, give me a couple comments, hit that notification button. If you're listening online, you can also um, share this, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, I'm Andy, and you're checking out my podcast. <laughs>